Welcome to Between Lewis and Lovecraft. I'm Hannah. And I'm Tyler. We're here to learn more about the lives of authors that have inspired us. A journey into the stories they not only created, but also lived. So join us as we dive deep into the worlds that live just out of reach. There's a lot happening over on this side of the couch. This microphone doesn't want to work with me again. It's like you made me watch all of 1978 Halloween from the legend John Carpenter. Yeah. Yeah. The the evil is gone from this place. You did a very convincing impression of whatever that doctor's name is. Doctor. Doctor, doctor. Doctor, doctor. Doctor, hang out in front of a house, doctor. Doctor, walk around looking for the serial killer while he's killing people, doctor. <laughs> doctor, nobody believes me for some fucking reason. Actually, by the time we got to the end of that movie, I understood why nobody takes him <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to our not it's not our special Halloween episode, but it is a special Halloween episode. It is every day that we record is a special day. That's true. Uh, this is this is Hannah and Tyler on a couch. Uh, cause we're not, we're not sitting at the table like we normally are. We just finished watching <clears throat> the movie Halloween from 1978, introducing this, this, uh, little old lady known as Jamie Lee Curtis. Literally introducing her. Yeah. Introducing Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, so we're going to talk about that movie and then we're going to talk about uh, a couple other of our favorite Halloween movies. It's just going to be a chill, chill episode, yo. And it's because I have so much work that I need to do for the next episode that I didn't want to do any research on anything. (laughs) And I was like, that sounds good to me. Yeah. My brain has been a roller coaster these uh, past however many months we've been doing episodes. It's been a year and a half. A year and a half. Because we started in June of 2019 wow time flies right that's nuts anyway hannah what did you think of 1978's halloween so to be completely fair i had seen this before i know you hadn't i saw it probably a good 10 or so years ago i feel like my dad probably made me watch it because he was like oh I remember this movie from my childhood, and it was really scary then, which is exactly how he sold The Exorcist to me. He was like, this movie was so scary that people were running out of the movie theaters. Then I watched it, and I was like laughing out loud because it was so terrible. Yeah. Um, Halloween's not terrible. It's not as bad as The Exorcist is what you're saying? It's not as ridiculous as The Exorcist. Do you think it's just that The Exorcist has been built up so much that, that like the... It's just it's it's not even going to be close to as scary as people say it's going to be. Yes, I think being told ahead of time that people were throwing up because it was so disturbing mm-hmm. really oversold it. And then you're like, "Dad, have you seen Saw?" <laughs> okay, I actually won't watch Saw. It's I I can't do gore. Yeah. I've read the entire like plot synopsis. It's not that gory. Are you sure? No, no. You're lying to me. I know that like people's heads get ripped apart. Like, yeah, it's pretty bad. No, yeah. I uh, watched I watched Saw probably about the time that you watched at the same age as you watched 
Halloween. Ugh, that's very disturbing. Yeah, it was, it was pretty messed up. There's this um video that keeps getting recommended to me on YouTube. I think because I watched like one like Easter eggs in It Chapter 2 video. Sure. And now YouTube keeps trying to get me to watch like how to get out of every trap and saw. I and saw I'm that. like, I really want to watch it because I want to know, but I really don't want to see people die. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't I don't care for the Saw franchise in any way at all. I don't like it. I don't think it's horror. I think it's just uh, gore porn. Gore porn. <laughs> uh, so that's, so yeah, so we've jumped from Halloween yeah. to Exorcist to Saw. So Halloween, I mean, it's a classic. It's got one of the most recognizable theme songs of any horror film, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. No, wait. Which, which, <laughs> that's that's uh that's Friday the Thirteenth. Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, that was a joke. I know that. I know what the we literally just watched it. I know what the Halloween theme song <laughs> and is. And they play the theme a lot. A <laughs> lot. So much. It's like John Carpenter came up with. He's like, dude, I'm gonna make a movie where I just put this in like every other like five minutes. I like how they use the creepy music for scenes that are not creepy either. at all. She's just walking around. She's walking to school. Creepy Look at music. this creepy teenage girl. <laughs> She's walking around, dude. John, do you think maybe you should just maybe back off on that song? No, that's my greatest creation. <laughs> See how they're covering that pumpkin? <laughs> yes, and the pumpkins in the bedroom. Yeah, the pumpkins were... <laughs> in the bedroom. That was that was the best. The pumpkins you, in the bedroom. If if you guys are just listening to the podcast, you also have to watch our video because Tyler's reaction to the pumpkin in the bedroom was the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's a it's well, hopefully we can play, you know, good parts good of all that of bits because it was happening during a sex scene, so you know, I had to come up with some joke to kind of cut the tension. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the tension. Otherwise, it's just you and me sitting on a couch quietly watching two people having sex. I mean, that would have been awkward if the sex scene didn't last like 15 seconds. Yeah, so. that dude was not Good a job, stud Bob. at all. <laughs> Bob did not hold out very well. Maybe it just it had been a while for him. You said that know. about the first dude, too. You are being very generous. I, you know... I know how it feels, guys. I know. I get it. Sometimes. Sometimes. I, 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 there's probably like tons of essays out there about this. So apologies if I'm not as knowledgeable as I should be. But what is with 70s and 80s horror films just like so focusing on the issue of teenage sex? Like, yeah. I feel like that was an issue in the Scream franchise. Mm. Uh, maybe Friday the Thirteenth too. I feel like in these in movies, scary movies from this time frame, it's always slutty teenagers who are getting killed. Yeah, I think that's a trope of just about every campy um, horror movie. I think that 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 most people will say like, oh yeah, that's that's like the trope. Because yeah, still you a have trope now, you though? have Halloween, you have Friday the Thirteenth, you have Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh yeah, um, all of these movies like the it's always a sense of karma. Like the the um, the one chick, the first chick that died, she's smoking weed and making her friends smoke weed too. Um, the other one, you know, she's a, she's a slut, she's a whore. Like it's this: be a good person and you'll survive the night. Um, so the only one that survives is Lori. Because she's a good person. She's just hanging out, um, you know, taking care of the kids. And uh, I think it's I haven't seen Friday the 13th in a really long time, but I'm pretty sure it's the same way. Like 
the horny teenagers that go off into the forest are the ones that get hammers into their head and you know and shit like that but like who decided this was going to be the trope because i wouldn't think of uh like people in the art community like directors and stuff as being prudes um i think you're right i think that there is there is more of a sense of um a moral to the story um and i think that's how a lot of people like john carpenter uh Wes Craven um a lot of these guys they would approach these stories uh as a, a moral story um and they I know I've I've read some stuff here and there I'm not going to try and sound like I know what I'm talking about too much but I think that there is a lot of like mythology and folklore that goes into the story writing aspect of these of like the I mean throughout the boogeyman the boogeyman and and there's this do the right thing and you won't you, the, you don't have anything to fear from the boogeyman. Um, and so I think that there's a lot. And to be honest, I think that there's I think that this as a movie, it, it sucked. It was a, it was a bad movie, but <laughs> there's a lot in it that I think you can glean from the story aspect <clears throat> from people like John Carpenter um who like they put a lot of depth and layers into their movie and so we were joking around during the whole movie of like oh this is a metaphor for feminism and this is a metaphor for you know environmentalism and and global warming and like i don't think that that's necessarily true but i think that it is true that they will put stuff like that in when they're writing these scary movies and i think that's what ultimately makes them good scary movies is that they they're not just there to kill people they're there to tell a, a lesson or or have the antagonist be up against something that is good that Snap. sounded very intelligent snaps okay who was the best character by far Lindsay. Lindsay, <laughs> what she didn't give a shit about anything she did not she just watched tv the whole time she did not care about anything happening her babysitter gets stuck in a window out in the laundry room she doesn't give a shit until she gets annoyed enough by the phone call ringing she goes out and finds her then she immediately tells everyone that it happened and then she's like she she uses her her babysitter's horniness against her to go over and hang out with her boyfriend <laughs> and then they're they're just watching TV together the whole time. <laughs> okay, you make a really compelling argument for Lindsay. Also, the the cop. Um Oh yeah, he had like no arc whatsoever. Yeah, none. Uh there was absolutely zero reason for him to almost exist at all. Um I thought he was going to be a bad guy or I thought he was going to die at some point. Maybe I mean we don't know. We haven't seen the second one. We don't know what happens because yeah. he got away in the end. Yeah, there's maybe time the second left. one picks up right after. But yeah, the cop was an entirely useless character. The doctor <laughs> could have been driving around by himself that whole time. Yeah, it would have made no difference. Yeah, because the cop did not find out about his daughter's death. There was no reaction to that. Right, he didn't. Oh my god, he I didn't. didn't think about that. He played absolutely no role in uh, shooting Michael Myers. Yeah, he was a totally useless character. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't even get killed. Like, that would have been the most interesting thing to happen to him, and it didn't. I'm disappointed. Who was your favorite? Oh, God. Well, I mean, you really sold me on Lindsay now. I was just going to go with Lori <laughs> because she's the only person who made any 
rational decisions throughout the entire movie. Sure. She she did a couple. She really let me down in the second half, though, when she failed to uh, stab him repeatedly. Right. You, you, you got really him gotta once. Finish it. You got him once. Double tap it. Double tap. Sewing needle to the neck. Sewing needle to the brain. Or knitting needle. Knitting needle. Yes. Yeah. Well, actually, she stabbed him with a knitting needle. He falls back, pulls it out. He should. First of all, he should have just bled out right there. But then she has his knife for a minute, right there. Stab him. But instead, she throws the knife down. She's all like, oh, hey, kids, oh, I killed him. Don't worry. Oh, I'm not going to look behind me because he absolutely is not going to get up behind me. That's not going to happen. Oh, he's coming after all the guys. See, the biggest disappointment of a character was Tommy. Because in the first half, Tommy seemed like an observant young chap who, you know, was <laughs> noticing the world around him. Yeah. And could be trusted to, you know, put a little pizzazz in his step and really take action. Yeah. And then in the second half, he's just like totally not noticing the murderer walking up the stairs behind his babysitter. Yeah. And doesn't hustle to unlock the door when he hears someone screaming. Screaming for him. Let me in. So, Tommy, what? Did he just get distracted by Lindsay once she I, got over there? I mean, think where was Lindsay when when uh, Lori went off to go check the other house where the murderer was? What was Tommy and, and Lindsay doing in that bedroom in the dark? Huh? He was a little distracted. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. I mean, I think probably in the sequel, it's going to be Tommy and Lindsay They're the in first high ones that die. They're the first ones that die. It's, <laughs> it's a karma imbalance is what's happened. Yep. A debt to karma. Do you think, uh, well, A, do you think Lori knows about the, the virgin rule in horror movies? And B, do you think if she does, she's ever going to have sex? Mm, that's a good question. Yeah, could you imagine being her husband the night of the wedding, and she's like, "I just want to wait till our wedding night. I, I, we gotta wait till the wedding night." Like, look, babe, I get it. I understand it. Obviously, she goes to church. She's gonna find a guy at church who who wears a purity ring, and he's not gonna pressure her. Wait, do guys wear purity rings too? I wore a purity ring. Oh my gosh, I didn't know about that. I thought it was entirely on the woman. Nah, nah, man. I wore a purity ring. I went I went and did abstinence events. I I told the kids about abstinence. Basically, I just I watched scary movies and I was like, no fucking way am I going to let someone like that in my life. There I we're not doing it until marriage. Wait, you mean someone like Michael Myers, Michael Myers. or someone yeah, exactly. like Annie or uh Linda? Both. Both. They're the ones Back that are which. they're, they're going to open the door for Michael Myers to come into my life. I don't want that shit. <laughs> Abstinence. Abstinence. Parody so, rings. Sometime between when I was in like junior high and when my sister, who's five years younger than me, was in junior high, they stopped doing the abstinence thing. Yeah, because they, they figured out that uh, that whole, well, for one, a, a big part of it was... Uh, about drug use on top of sex and then like the whole like marijuana you know marijuana became legal <laughs> so people chilled out about it a little bit more but then on top of that um i mean i think people learned like there's there's a lot of problems that come from repression you don't say yeah wait are, are you arguing that abstinence only sex ed doesn't work and uh, no i'm not saying that i obviously it does work a little bit i didn't have sex until marriage so it, it works do you think that came from the classes in school though or like you're outside of school 
I think it came influence. from a. I I think it came from everything. Mm. Everything. Uh, I mean, if we're gonna get into Ty Ty the Bible guy real quick, <gasps> uh, yes. I I do think that it's it's rough on especially girls, especially girls, um, when they grow up going to going to school, going to church, and they're told, "Hey, having sex is bad. Having sex is evil. Having sex is a sin." Having sex is going to ruin your life. Having sex is wrong. And then they get married and it's like, oh, you're good. And like literally out of nowhere, it's fine. And I think that a lot of a lot of young women get fucked up in the head because they're told for their entire young life how evil and awful sex is. And then suddenly they're expected to perform like and satisfy and be good at it and uh i think that's wrong i think that's absolutely wrong setting an expectation for someone like that is absolutely wrong that's Uh, the horror film we need the one that's like abstinence (laughs) is bad uh yeah i mean i I, i'm not saying abstinence is bad again because i did it and i think it works it kept it kept me out of a lot of trouble it kept you from having a bunch of little tylers being stabbed by michael myers I'm just saying that there's there's options out there for people. And I believe everybody's different. Not everyone's like me. So I'm not going to hold people to the same standards as I as I hold myself. So That's really controversial of you to I know. say. That's my tie tie the Bible guy sermon for this episode. Treat people well. <laughs> <laughs> and don't have sex unless you really want to. Uh, just be aware that uh, A... Be aware that there might be a serial killer in the room. And B, make sure, please, for the love of God, if you're going to have sex before marriage, please put a pumpkin in the room. I was going to say that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was. You think I'm joking, but I'm going to carve a pumpkin and put it in my room. And my boyfriend's going to come over and be like, what the fuck is this? Please post pictures of that on Instagram. (laughs) <laughs> a pumpkin in the room that's that's the new tradition in american households yeah i mean you know candlelight sets the mood so yeah. does a face looking so at a you jack-o'-lantern the sets it even more man um hannah was this was this a good movie where are you going to watch this movie again i mean this was the second time i watched it in my life yeah so. but you're you're an adult now you watched it with a critical eye <laughs> Um, you're getting to a point in your life where you need to make, start making some real, some hard decisions as to where you're going to put your energy and time. Are you going to watch this movie again? Realistically, the only circumstance in which I watch it is if I'm showing my future children it. Yeah. And I'm like, this is a movie that came out when your grandparents were Mm. in high school or whatever. That's your grandma. That's your grandma. (laughs) Jamie Lee Curtis, your grandma. Those kids having sex, your grandma did that. <laughs> That's the real scary movie yeah. is just thinking you about see those your grandparents nipples? doing your it. Your grandma has nipples like those. <laughs> oh, my God. Please uh, please only let Becca sh- raise your children. Oh, uh, yeah. She's planning on doing most of the work. <laughs> I'm you... just going to show up at night, hand out some candy, <laughs> go, go to my room. <laughs> so what about you? Having seen it. Here's what I will say. I don't know if I'm ever going to watch this particular movie again. 
Um, I want to have hope that maybe, yeah, maybe in the future I watch it with my kids or something, like when they get older. Um, older than non-existent? Older, older than, <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say this, though. 100%, I'm going to watch the rest of the series. You're going to watch all, I think I'm gonna there's watch a lot. All of them. I think there's, uh, well, the one I'm really excited about, well, there's two that I'm really excited about, is number three, which I've heard is not, it has nothing to do with uh the rest of the series because the original idea was every halloween come out with a brand new halloween story Mm. but michael myers caught on so much that they just kept telling that story right um so number three is like the extension of that they tried to do a different story and i've heard that it's you know campy but it's different and it's fun um the other one i'm really excited about is the newest one that just came out actually a couple years ago. And the reason why is because I, I heard that it does. Is that you or me? That's me. Oh, getting a text in the middle of recording. You're really pulling a Tyler here. Sorry. I said I would watch the newer Halloween. Uh, and apparently my boyfriend has not seen it. So, yes, we are going to watch that, too. Yeah. Well, so so no spoilers. I, I mean, the way that they tell it, they make it seem like all the entire series is completely made up in Michael Myers's head. Minus the first episode? Except for the first movie. Yeah, so the only one that actually happened in canon is the first movie, and then you can skip all of them and just go to the recent one, and Mm. that's the actual second one. Wait, so you haven't seen it, though, right? No, I haven't seen it at all. Yeah, I want to watch that. I think that one will actually be scary because, like, newer special effects and grossness. (laughs) <laughs> newer special effects and grossness. grossness we got some new grossness in the world today we can do some stuff all right all right do we feel like we're ready to move on to yeah we spent 20 minutes making fun of this old movie okay so now we're going to talk about more old Wait, movies real quick before we get into these other two ones what would you say is your favorite your favorite scary movie not halloween movie because we're talking about halloween movies <sighs> here Favorite, sca- I mean, the scary movie that messed me up the most was The Grudge, the first one. The, the original, like, from, Not the Japanese Not the version, Japanese, but the American the first, version of the Japanese movie. Yeah, the very yeah. first one. I think, like, I just watched it a little too young or something, and, like, it was a little too graphic, but that movie is the one that I'm like, I cannot watch it again because I get too scared just thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I recently watched... The Grudge with my wife, and it's dumb. I think yeah. If I watched it as it's an so adult, dumb. I don't think I'd care. They came out with a, a newer version of that too. I know. Uh, I saw it. it was on the uh, the marquee sign or whatever at the theater. I was like, they're making another one. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch it. Uh, and I used to always get the Ring and the Grudge mixed mixed up. I didn't think the Ring was that scary. It just had like two like jump scares for me. I feel like there was a trend of these kind of uh, somber looking uh, blue colored movies uh, that were coming out in the early 2000s. The Grudge, The Ring. Um, there were some other ones. Uh, and and then there's like all the ones that have to do with technology, like the the phone call one where you hear yourself die. And then there was there's like a whole series of just movies that are like technology based um, and I couldn't care less about them because they just made up rules <laughs> as far as like how they wanted to work and stuff like this one. At least it makes sense. The rules are there. He's he's killing people. 
Except that he can't die for some reason. Yeah, there's no real. I mean, yeah, I, I have no idea. I'm not. I haven't watched any other versions of it, so I don't know if there's like something about it, like he just doesn't feel pain or something, so he just moves on. Because that's a real it's thing. Like a, that's a real condition that you off. can have. Yeah, but eventually you'd bleed out if you had that condition. Sure. Or like still suffer broken bones from falling off a second floor. So, so, so as a kid, the grudge scared the shit out of you. But what yeah. would you say is like your favorite scary movie? Oh, I really like um, Us, the Jordan oh, okay. Peele movie. Yeah, I, I haven't watched. I haven't watched that or don't uh, get out. Get out. Yeah, they're both really good. Us, um, I feel like is scarier. Uh, also, it's just like really well done artistically. So yeah. I like it from that vantage point, too. I, what about you? I don't know why I haven't watched them. I generally like scary movies, but sometimes I just get a, a vibe off of a scary movie and I'm like, I just don't want to see it. Hmm. And that's what I'm getting. That's what I get from the Jordan Peele scary movies. Just Jordan Peele in general? I like his comedy. Hmm. Um, Usually because he takes a scary twist on a lot of his comedy. <laughs> he does a good job of that. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just afraid that he's genuinely going to be a very scary movie. Like his movies are going to be actually scary for once. And I'm, I don't, maybe that's it. Maybe I don't like scary movies, but Ooh. I've been capable of watching them because they're always bad. Yeah. Cause they don't actually, they're not scare actually you. scary. Um, <clears throat> I, I liked uh quarantine when that came that. out. It was, uh, originally it was, um, record or wreck uh a spanish movie um portuguese something over there i don't know look at you you're so cultured uh no because i can't even remember where it's originally <laughs> from but i watched quarantine when it came it was the american version of that um terrified the shit out of me and my college roommate keith keith and i we loved we love zombies um and so uh he and I, we would we would walk down the street from our apartment to the IHOP over on the college campus, and then whenever we would come back, we would like do a whole uh, zombie like survival check, and we'd like run all the way back home and see how fast we could open open the door, lock it, stuff oh like my that. God. So then we watched Quarantine, and it was just amped up even more. And I'm not joking; we were walking home from the movie theater that night, and we're like, dude. How terrifying would it be right now if there was a zombie apocalypse and there's some dude that just shambled out into the middle of the road, like maybe a hundred yards ahead of us. He just shambles across the road and stops in the middle of the road and stares at us and then just kind of shambles off onto the other side of the road. Keith and I freaked out. Later on, we talked to her like, so that was definitely a drunk college student on a Friday <laughs> night. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, you were getting serious uh, zombie slash Michael Myers vibes off yeah. of him. So since then, it's been far, few and far between that I've actually enjoyed scary movies. Uh, um, I liked uh, Fourth Kind. I thought that I was a really good one. Either. It's a it's a good one. It's got uh, Mila Kula. Kunis. No, not me. No, not her. Not that that. The Resident show? Evil chick. Oh, I don't know who that is. Uh, the chick from The Fifth Element. Are these all nerd movies? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I don't know how to Mila pronounce Kunis it. Mila Kunis is my Ma- only that's Mila. Not, it's not Mila Kunis. I don't know what's. I don't know how to pronounce her name. <laughs> but she does a really good job, and the director does a really good job with playing with the uh, sincerity of it all. Like it's it's mm. worth checking out. I'm not even gonna say anything else. Um, that's a that's a really good one. It's Aliens, but it's creepy. Like it doesn't. It should. It's a good movie. You should check it out. That's fourth kind. The fourth kind. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then there was another one. Oh, Train to Busan, man. Oh, is that like the, there's like some sort of zombie baby situation? Is there a baby dying scene in that? No. No? No, that's Dawn of the Dead, the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Uh, Train to Busan, no, there's no. No babies? No babies. I don't, if I'm wrong, I'm really sorry, but I don't remember any babies. (laughs) Normally, I would remember that because that's gross. That scares. That's not scary, but it like scares it's, it's me. It's gross. gross. Um, no, Train to Busan. Uh, super. It's not. It's scary. There's some scary parts. It's creepy. It's got. It's got a lot of action. It's got such good acting and emotion and heart, and it pisses you off, and you will cry, and you will like. It's so good. Koreans do such a good job with zombies. It's the weirdest thing. They're, they do zombies better than anything American I've ever seen. You watch a lot of scary movies for someone who's not that impressed by scary movies. I'm generally realizing... not impressed by scary movies. Those are those are the Kingdom is a TV show, a Korean TV show on Netflix, mm-hmm. and it's zombies during like um, the. I think it takes place during the 1700s. Oh wow! During their their time period then where there's like they're not samurai that's japanese i know i'm not gonna be racist or anything but it's basically samurai and samurai and it's super good and season three's coming out oh damn back and i can't wait it's really good koreans do zombies so well kingdom and train to busan highly recommend those ones i'm not a zombie person i i can't get into them for some reason watch train to busan okay See Don't ya. watch it for the zombies. Watch it for everything else. The zombies will just be there. <laughs> the zombies are just background noise. And then tell me you don't hate old Korean businessmen after you watch that. That's very specific, and yep. I am intrigued. Yep. Go watch it. It's on Netflix. <laughs> oh, it is? Yeah. Perfect. Okay. All right. So now on to happier things. These Happy are Halloween things. movies, not scary movies, unless you're like... Oh, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You're afraid of fun and mischief. Yeah. Kookiness. Sillies. (laughs) St. Helens, Oregon. Which one do you want to talk about first? Let's talk about Halloween Town. No. Let's talk about Hocus Pocus. You want to talk? Are you just like switching it up? (laughs) I got so much to talk about with Halloween Town. Oh, my. Okay. So Hocus Pocus. (laughs) I like how I asked you and then immediately disagreed with you. Yeah. Which one do you want, Hannah? No. I'm sorry I answered wrong. I had a Let's talk about Halloween chance. Town. You know what? You brought up a good point. Let's talk about Halloween Town first. Fine. Let's talk about Halloween Town. We're going to talk about Halloween Town now. Tyler watched all three of them. Four. I I watched all four. There's four of them now. There's a fourth one? Yeah. Um, so I've seen the first three, I know, but I only watch the first one pretty much every year at Halloween Town. You watch or it every year? Halloween Time. Yeah. I mean, there's just a shortage of newer halloween movies i was gonna bring this up i think they they must all suck or they just don't make them anymore because all of the good ones are from my childhood yeah um i mean 
we only got those ones because it was Disney Channel. Yeah. Right. So I think the first one came out in like the late nineties. Ninety nine. Ninety nine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so let's let's talk about let's talk about Halloween Town. Halloween Town is a Disney made for TV movie. Um, it sucks, uh, terribly. It's awful. How dare you? Uh, what? Let me ask you this. You watched a lot. Did you watch it recently? Uh, I watched it last year, so I didn't get around to okay. rewatching it this year yet. Okay, but but you, you well enough to have seen it, and you've seen it several times. What is the problem? What what is the? There is an antagonist, obviously, Caliban, right? Calabar. Calabar, whatever. <laughs> like a candy bar. Yep. What's he doing? What's the issue? He. The black thing or the the darkness. The darkness? What darkness? The thing that turns you into statues and makes you mean to your neighbors. Yeah. What is he? So he, he's got a collection of people in a movie theater. Super fucking weird. Yeah, but that's it. That's all he's doing. What's he trying to achieve? What's he doing? I see the point that you're making and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't do all he is doing. They've they've set up this whole mystery of like, there's a mystery in Halloween time. We have to save it. Nothing's happening. Some random people are going into a movie theater after they start becoming a little pissy with everybody else. And then they go and sit in the movie theater and then just shut off for a bit. Honestly, sounds like a good weekend to me. Having a nap. I want to go to a movie theater and just take a nap. So you want to know what Calabar's endgame was. What's Calabar's endgame? Why, what does putting people to sleep in the movie theater do? A. B. What is that? What's the screen? What is it? Where's the place that he's going off into? What is that? That foggy dimension thing? That makes no sense. We don't talk about that. And what, what does putting those people to sleep do for Calabar? And what is he doing with that? He wants to rule Halloween Town. Uh, spoiler alert, he's the mayor. Guess what, bruh? You already are in charge of Halloween Town. There's nothing more that you need to do. Are you tired of parliamentary uh, procedure and having to motion for things? Is that what your problem is? Sounds to me, uh, sounds a little petty. Sounds like your <laughs> problem is that you just don't like that there's people keeping you in, in balance. He's an evil dictator. He's an evil dictator. He's trying to get rid of the Congress of Halloween Town. And get rid of Marnie's grandma because she's like the shit. Yeah, because she, well, okay. She's, she, yeah. I mean, what does she do? What does she do ever? She's just really good at being a witch, apparently. She's good at going, Marnie, Marnie, you're a witch. Okay, you're just jealous because she didn't bring you that never-ending bag of candy on Halloween or whatever. I do wish that I had a grandma that had... You know what? My grandma does have a never-ending bag of <laughs> Halloween candy. It's called having a credit card and going to the grocery it's store. It's called when you're a grandma, people just go around and drop off these magical bags for you. Like, it, the second you have your first grandchild, they just drop it off. You get yeah, a, you, you just get have a dish of package. candy yeah. every day. It just shows up. It's like the Santa Claus... When he like he shaves and then his beard just comes back magically, like this late this old lady's just like throwing out candy into the bowls, but then every morning it's still there. 
the grandma is, the grandma claus the grandma claus <laughs> god we have so many movies we have to write now yeah okay i i do agree with your point but also like who's gonna get that invested in writing a plot for children me you jk rowling J- well okay i feel like her books are for adults too not the first one maybe not the first one and i guess disney movies je- like the old school like animated disney movies yeah i feel like those have very good plotting and you understand why the characters want what they want yeah and yep okay i'm not afraid of calabar anymore i have no idea what he wants with the, his life the lion king came out five years before this movie and it's got an antagonist that dances around and sings with hyenas and is still more terrifying than the warlock that they've got in the in the Halloween town. Well, I mean, Scar is basically Hitler and the hyenas are the Nazis in Lion King. So Calabar can't really compete with that. Holy shit. Did you not know that? Is that a thing? Is yeah, that for that's, real? They do like the marching. I mean, I've stuff. seen them. Obviously, the marching happens. I know that. And I feel like, yeah, I was... In, internally, my brain has always like been like, yes, that the goose walking, the goose step thing is a symbol of like evil. Yeah, I feel I feel like the whoever put that scene together had to have that in the back of their mind for inspiration. Oh, my God. Scar was Hitler. Scar was Hitler. <sighs> this is I need to go watch Lion King now. <laughs> is Lion King just a very veiled um commentary on world war ii no because i think it really is uh macbeth or whatever Cause, right because think about it <clears throat> simba don't want to be in simba don't care about the shit uh, is simba the u.s simba's the u.s and then the second simba shows up it's over bro <laughs> <laughs> you know we need to like get rid of our eagle and make a lion our our national yeah because we've got so many lions in america <laughs> I mean, we really don't have that many bald eagles except for in the Northwest. Yeah, we keep shooting them. <laughs> don't shoot bald eagles, people. Yeah, or else we're going to have to make turkeys our national bird. <laughs> Assholes. I mean, turkeys And then cool. Benjamin Franklin will be right. I just want to make Ben Franklin happy. So did a lot of women. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is our best episode yet. I love our chill episodes, man. Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge. <laughs> Do we find out what he wants in this installment? <laughs> we find out what his son wants. Who, which is to take Marty to dance or something? He, he specifically goes to her house, seduces her, mm. and she and her way of of going down on him is showing her showing him her house. Just the house. Just the house, and uh, and then and then she shows him like the secret room where his grandma keeps all of her <laughs> kinky little things, like her spell book, and then mm. he steals it. <gasps> Marnie. Yeah, and then he he casts a spell that her grandmother created <clears throat> and put in her spell book called the Gray Spell. And he casts it on uh, Halloween Town. Oh, yeah. And it, like, drains all the color away. Yeah, all the color gets drained. And it starts turning the Halloween Townians into humans and makes them boring as fuck. Gross. And then doesn't the pumpkin turn into, like, just a gray block or something? Yeah, it's just a a Minecraft block. (laughs) And his face goes out of it at one point. He's all like, oh, hello, Marty. It's me. (laughs) And she's all like, you blockhead. 
Get it? Killer line. Yeah. Killer line. And then she's all like, why did you steal it? And he's like, I didn't need to steal it. I just wanted you to feel something when I took it from you. Because he already had her her copy of the book. He already had the spell. He just wanted to he just wanted to fucking stab Marty in the Wow, what a little in the heart. psychopath. Yeah. And then he, he and then he changes uh he changes the uh the thing with uh the humans so that all the humans turn into the co- the monsters that their costumes represent. <gasps> I mean that's kind of and poetic. his the whole plot is that he wants to he wants to hurt Marnie because she killed his dad. I mean, I would want to hurt so, someone if they killed my dad too. So by Calabar's revenge, it's what, really baby Calabar's. It's revenge. really baby Calabar's tantrum. Tantrum. Okay, so what happens in the third one? Halloween Town High. Ooh. High school scary time. Yeah, so Halloween Town High, uh, they've they've opened up the portals between Halloween Town and the human realm, and uh, and because Marnie broke the rules, she did some time travel in the second one, and then the the door closed, but she's all like, you know what, Cal, that's his name, that's the that's the what on guy's earth name. could that be short for? Yeah, you know what, Cal, you son of a bitch. <laughs> You sturdy, you sturdy son, of, son a bitch. of a bitch. <laughs> Watch the video, folks. You'll get that joke. Um, fuck you. <laughs> she opens up the door. All the witches open up the door. And uh, and so now the portals between the two realms are open. So now a bunch of kids are going to come from the, um, from the uh, Halloween town. And they're going to go to high school in, in human form in in the human high school and marnie puts the entire cromwell family magic online (gasps) she bets the entire council the congress of halloween town that uh that she can help these kids you know grow closer with humans and they can all get along and if they can't then um then they have to give up all their magic and so you know he so one of the council members is like great let's do that then turns out he's the bad guy because you can't trust white men. That's what <laughs> this entire series teaches me. You can't trust the white man. Uh, so he's all like, he's like, uh, fuck the Cromwells. I'm a more powerful witch, but I'm not. And I'm threatened by them. So I'm going to use this to trick them out of their magic. Mm. So he starts making all of them do crazy stuff and, and a bunch of bad stuff starts happening. Turns out his son is there. And. Uh, tricks, um, what's her face, Marnie, into liking him again. Marnie, <laughs> protect your heart, girlfriend. Yeah, and then, uh, and then, oh, he's a bad guy. But his son at the end is all like, "No, I don't want to be a bad guy, Dad. No." And it's the guy from uh, high High School Musical. Zach Efron. No, the other guy from from High School Musical black guy no the other guy from high school <gasps> who's the other guy from high school the guy with the the guy with the oh, spiky the blonde hair. one yeah the blonde one. Oh, i hate that guy yeah no uh thanks. so he's in it and uh and so he's all like no dad i want to be good so he he gets good at the end um and helps his dad uh lose and um uh, here's a question Hall- halloween town 2 calabar's revenge how come Marnie's grandma 
Agatha, Aggie, Aggie Cromwell, how come she had uh, basically a nuclear bomb in her spell book for Halloween Town? The gray spell. That came from her spell book. She came up with that. It's a metaphor for the Cold War and how, uh, uh, you know, weapons of mass destruction are okay as long as Agatha, the U.S., has them. But Russia, Cal, can't. <laughs> Very astute. Yeah. Listen, students, if you're writing a, a uh, thesis on the Cold War, we just helped you out. You're welcome. Halloween Town. Oh, sorry. Four. Return to Halloween Town. I've never seen this one, I don't think. <laughs> Couldn't even get the original actress who played Marnie back so it's that's why i haven't watched it <laughs> not my marnie that's what i say um marnie is going to college and uh and she gets accepted full ride scholarship to halloween town u there's probably only one halloween town u no there's also u of halloween town oh civil war <laughs> civil war um <laughs> uh, and uh and she uh, she goes, and but the only way she's allowed to go is if her little brother goes with her. And he skipped a grade because he's super smart. Yeah. Yeah. Turns out he used magic to cheat. <gasps> yep. Dylan. Yep. Son of a bitch. He can't even read, but he uses magic to do it. Mm. And uh, so, you know, classic CW um, drama. Wait, was this on the CW? No. Okay. But it's it's like it was written for it. Oh my gosh! Uh, Let me guess. She makes more poor boy decisions. Um, <laughs> the guy from the last one that was all like, "No, Dad," that guy. Yeah, he's also going to to um high Halloween Town U, and they start dating. Has he noticed that his girlfriend has been like body snatched and replaced with a pseudo Marnie? Uh, no, he just falls for it. 100% hook, line and sinker. He's, mm. he's all in for that Marnie. Um, and then he, and then they, uh, what's the, what's the bad thing that's happened? Oh, the, get this folks. <laughs> the white guy that was in charge of their class that helped them find an ancient relic. <gasps> yeah. He was using her the whole time in order to get access to the Cromwell magic well. Oh my god, the Cromwell well. The Cromwell magic well. Um but there's more bad people than just the white guy. There's also a, an Asian guy and a white lady. Oh. And they're part of the the sinister crew and and they they try to there's a lot of time travel in this one. Um and uh because everybody knows wizards and time travel goes super well together. I don't like that. I feel like you should have to commit to one or the other. Yeah. She's Marnie McFly. <laughs> oh. Boy. God, you are on fire tonight. And then uh and so she 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 uh I can't remember. She makes friends with a genie. That's her best friend in this one. And she gets her genie to suck the magic gem up in her bottle. That's probably a Yikes. metaphor for <laughs> experimentation with your sexuality in <laughs> college and then they blow it up um and but then she doesn't blow it up she actually secretly gives it to her brother the genie does uh, or marnie does marnie does somehow <gasps> marnie. I, they don't explain it and that's how it ends he's got the most powerful relic in the entire universe 
Um, and oh, also they find out in that one that their grandma is like 2000 years old and that she was a queen at one point. I mean, she'll always be queen in my heart. Oh, and also she looked literally exactly like Marnie to the point where they just used her to play her as a younger (laughs) version of her. So she's going to grow up and look like that. And that is Halloween Town. Do you feel like uh, it got progressively more ridiculous? You know, I no. I think it stayed as ridic- as ridiculous as it was. If anything, I think it chilled out a little bit. Um, it kind of it stopped going with some of the more ridiculous monsters that they had. It became a little bit more streamlined as far as what a monster was. Um, oh, that's deep. My thing is, I think the reason why I can't appreciate it as much is because it's not like Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, because Harry Potter grew up with its fans. Mm. So well, he, I mean, you can't really do that on the Disney Channel. You can't get too dark. Not too dark. You can get darker, though. You can. Um, maybe not back in 2005. But... Um, but yeah, I just, I, I don't know. It, it felt, they were really bad. I just didn't enjoy them. Like I didn't enjoy them almost at all. I had them on while I was doing other stuff and I'd watch and that was, that was fun. I guess they're definitely movies. I'll let my kids watch. There is, I mean, I looked and there are no titties in that entire movie. So <laughs> you need some sort of like stamp of approval. The like Tyler Clausen, no titty stamp. Tyler Clausen titty stamp the ttt tcts 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 we'll come up with a catchier name oh well yeah there are similarly no titties in hocus pocus oh we're going straight you didn't you're not even going to tell me your opinion of halloween town though i like the first one i think because i saw it when i was very young so I'll like always remember it fondly. The other ones I don't like as much because they came out when I was older. Yeah. And like was more critical of the They really of- let this series go down the drain. <laughs> no, I was just you know, it hits differently when you're watching something when you're like thirteen versus when you're six. Sure. Sure. I think there's I think there's a specific age range between like twelve and sixteen where you can watch some really shitty stuff and think it's really good or put up with the really p- crappy parts of it but in that age range there is a point where like suddenly you you just can't anymore and i i know i did that as well but halloween town has like a loyal crew of like nostalgic viewers because 21 years after it came out um they still have like the yearly event over in St. Helens where yeah. it was filmed. Oh, I didn't know it was filmed yeah, in St. Helens. It was filmed in St. Helens. So like what? they make a big deal about it every year. They put up a massive pumpkin or whatever, decorate the town. I think the actresses they they usually went every year. Really? I don't know if they went last year. April um, O'Neil was in Oregon? Is that Agatha? No. Um the mom. The mom. Uh, I don't know if the mom went. I know Marnie. She played April O'Neil in uh, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. Mm. No, I think usually Marnie is the one who goes. uh, 
I think yeah. Ag- Aggie has been before. But yeah, it's like a big deal over there. That's cool. I didn't actually know that. That's interesting. Yeah. The I love data. those movies, man. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Did you know, fun little trivia, uh, because I'm on TikTok so much, I found this out. Because uh, her her uh, TikTok page popped up while I was scrolling through. And I recognized her. I was like, where do I know her from? And then I was like, oh, that's, that's uh, Marnie. And then... Uh, there's a dude in a lot of her TikTok videos, and that's her boyfriend. I was like, oh, cool. And then I found out it's the guy that played Cal. <gasps> what? Yeah. Wow. 17 years after that movie, they started dating. They started? So, like, uh, no offense, but she's, like, old-ish. She's an adult. I guess. She's not. I mean, I'm an adult. I'm not old. Has she been married before? Like, has she had full relationships, family between this? And then she was just like, you know, once we filmed this really shitty movie together. and Maybe they got love. together at one of these conventions or something. Maybe. You know? What else is that guy doing? <laughs> Apparently not much if we don't even know Listen, his name. Listen, guy that played Cal. I don't even know your name. Guy that played Cal in Halloween Town 2 Calabar's Revenge. If you're listening to this podcast... I would love to have you on an episode of Correspondence <laughs> and just chat you up. Fuck. Invite the girl that plays Marnie because I don't know your the name either. The girl who plays Marnie. Please come on our show. I would love to have you talk. Convince me why. Tell me what the secret is to Calabar's evil. Please. <laughs> if you have anything. If you know anything, we the fans deserve to know. What he was planning. Yeah, that's going to haunt me now. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. It's just a bunch of Hocus Pocus. Stands up a lot better than Halloween Town, I think. You think so, huh? I think it had more, a little bit more uh, for adults worked in there. Oh, yeah. Even, in, I mean, from the casting on. Because it's got like Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker. It's got the those 90s. Celebs. Was Sarah Jessica Parker a big deal when this movie came out? I feel like it's probably around the same time Sex in the City was going on. What? It came, it came out in 93, so Hocus Pocus is older than I am. Yeah, Sex in the City wasn't until like 2000. Was it really not? I feel like I feel like that's something like people were watching when I was a very small child. You keep talking. I'm looking you up. You look it up. I'm going to look it up while you keep Bette talking. Bette Midler was definitely a thing because they talked uh, about her yeah. in Seinfeld all the time. That's oh, the only yeah. reason I knew who that was. But yeah, uh, I loved Hocus Pocus when I was a kid. I think that's still my favorite childhood uh, Halloween 98. movie. 98 was when Sex and the City started? Yep. Jeez. I don't know why Sarah Jessica Parker was in that movie then. She was not nearly famous enough. I think it was her big break. <laughs> I think Hocus Pocus was what made her career, man. It launched her into a Stardom, bruh. She was in Footloose. Footloose. 84. Footloose. She was in the original. See? This whole episode is now going to be about Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah Get Jessica ready. Parker. Strap no, it in, folks. This whole episode needs to be about Thackeray Binks. Girls just want to have fun, 1985. She was in the first that. Wives Club. I've never seen that. 96. Honeymoon in Vegas. Nah, she was pretty big before. She was pretty big. She was bigger, big enough uh, that when Hocus Pocus, Hocus Pocus came out, people knew, people knew who she was. They knew who she was. I don't know who the third witch is. Vacuum 
lady. Vacuum lady. Listen, vacuum lady, if you want to be on our show, <laughs> Hannah would love to talk to you. <laughs> you know why I'm saying that, though, right? Because when they all go to get like a yeah, replacement broom, she gets the vacuum. vacuum. That's that's all I remember about her character. But uh, I remember when Hocus Pocus, well, not when it came out, but when I was like watching it for the first time, I thought Thackeray Binks was such a cutie. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I think he's, I didn't really like Max. I hate the little sister. God, she screams way too much. Danny? Yeah, I've got a lot of opinions. I'm wondering if I need to break in yet or if I need to let you say your piece. Uh, well, I do want to make sure, have you seen the meme going around right now, uh, showing the black flame candle and it's like, 2020 i swear to god if a virgin lights this candle <laughs> that's funny which seems very appropriate yeah. uh yeah uh let's let's hear some of the tyler opinions on hocus pocus all right where to start start with um thackeray binks thackeray binks love first of, my of life. all first of all if you have a black cat you are allowed to name them two things either salem, salem. or binks that's it. If you name your black cat anything other than Salem or Thackeray Binks, you are a criminal of the highest caliber and will be put in a jail cell with Michael Myers. Whoa. So, just needed to get that off my plate. I'd listen to him if I were you guys. Yeah. Secondly, do you realize that Thackeray Binks's voice is not his voice for that entire movie? Oh, he's he's not say or the cat. Like, even when it's him, when it's hit him being live action, his voice. It's not his voice. That's not his voice. Whose voice is it? It's the voice actor. What? What was wrong with the the kid they hired to play him? They wanted a different voice. Go watch it. Okay, look this. I've done I zero. I literally research. watched this today. I've done zero research on this. Look it up though. You I'm don't, telling. You're just saying this? You're speculating? It's so wrong. His voice does not fit his body. He looks like he should be like, oh, don't worry, Danny. I'm going to heaven now because I'm a cool 80s, 90s kid. Ah, but instead he's all like, don't worry, Danny. I'm Thackeray Binks. I'm a cool, sophisticated sounding, deep voiced 14 year old from England. What the fuck? You're actually, what? Am I right? What? Nailed it. What? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh my. Does this break your brain? This rocked my world. This is the craziest. I want to see the face of the guy that's actually the voice of Thackeray Binks. Okay, both. Uh, that's the real him, I think, which, oh, he, not aging well. That's the voice actor. Oh, oh no. Sean Murray. Ah, <laughs> oh, you don't. Dude, the voice guy looks way cooler than uh, Jason Marston. Marston is that the guy from um, that sitcom about the the step family? Ooh, that I don't, oh, uh, step by step, step by step, yes, day by day, yes. I'm on a roll right you now. You are. On a, how did you know that? Oh, mm. I have a lot of feelings now and don't know how to process them. Pretty sure there was some uh, some relationships in that movie that were a little <laughs> weird. <laughs> I think his stepbrother and stepsister were like together at one point in that show. 
Oh, step by step. I'm like, yeah. Hocus Pocus? What are you talking no, about? No, that's a good segue. Here's another thought that I had while watching Hocus Pocus recently. Yo, Danny's into her older brother, Horde. What? Dude, rewatch that movie. I just did. Think about it then. Go rewatch it again. Just watch all the shit that Danny does to be as close to her brother as she can be. At one point, she literally wants to make out with him. Uh, aren't you gonna kiss me like you're I'm gonna? I'm Allison. Ki- I'm Allison. Don't you want to kiss me too, Danny? I'm your brother, dude. <laughs> <laughs> She's so creepy. The whole movie, all she wants to do is just be all up on him mm. until she finds Thackeray Binks. Yeah, and then he like kisses her on the cheek at the end, and yeah. I'm just like, oh. she's all like, "Oh, you're such a good older brother. You remind me of my own." I don't know why I'm making her English. Well, it's in New England, you know. Yeah. It's my New English accent. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have this English accent before. It's newer. (laughs) Well, they did just move from California, which you can tell because Max wears tie-dye. He wears tie-dye, brah. Nobody ever lets him forget that he's from California. And he like, there's literally nothing about him that's like, oh, yes, he is from California. Except for the stereotype that they think all Californians wear tie-dye. I don't know how to feel. Yeah. The only other thought I had, I think, on this is, man, man, it was such a time when you could give someone that much shit about being a 15-year-old virgin. virgin. (laughs) I don't... I know I'm different than most people. I know that. But I don't think... Most people have had sex by the age of 15. No. Most Well, people. actually, I think statistics back up that the vast majority of people have not had sex by the time they were 15. Right? I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and be like, nobody's had sex by the time they're 15. <laughs> but I think that vast majority of people wait till college. Yeah. Or like right towards the end of high school. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, I'm going to become a, an adult now. 15 is a, a wee bit young. Yeah. I think he might have been 16 in that movie, because Allison was driving. Yeah, but Allison's... <laughs> Allison's mature. Yeah, she is. I don't know. I was I was trying to think of how I could make that sexual and more, like, gross, but I don't want to... Well, I like that even the, uh, the adult, like, when they run into the dude who they think is a cop... The cop? Yeah. Really just a guy dressed as a cop, like, they're telling him, they're like, oh, the Sanderson, Sanderson sisters are back. Like, I, he lit the candle, and he's like... Are you a virgin? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Oh, man. You know, and that's the other thing. I always have a problem with um, with the way that they always have people, like, announcing this information to a credible or to, like, a someone who's in charge. And it's always like, I know this is going to sound insane, but the Sanderson sisters <laughs> are back and I'm a virgin. I lit the candle. And it's like, yes, you sound insane. Nobody's going to believe you. You need to learn how to, ju- how to like, justify them listening to you. Like... Hey, man, um, first of all, we have a talking cat. Let's start there. I know it's crazy. I know. Here's the proof. Thackeray? Hello, I'm a talking cat. Holy shit! Yes, wait, there's more. Also, witches are after us. Obviously, we're telling the truth because there's a talking cat. That's the that's the not-so-crazy part about this entire story. <laughs> Don't hit 
Thackeray. He's not evil, I promise. Yeah. I I also like the the trope of all the adults being completely ineffective. So Which is like every useless. every teen movie and specifically every Halloween movie, it's like the adults are either gone or incredibly stupid and incompetent. Yeah. Where in Halloween where was Lori's parents? I at the beginning, that was it. Everybody needed a babysitter that night. Where did they all go? Where'd they all go? I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, Hocus Pocus was okay. Um, it's the first time I've watched it in a very long time. And I was surprised because I watched it when I was a kid and I didn't I didn't get a lot of the older, older people stuff. I didn't understand the virgin thing. <laughs> I didn't get it when I was a kid, obviously. It did seem a lot more aggressive as an adult watching it. Yeah. Dude, why are you guys harping on this kid? Somebody <laughs> fuck this kid and get it over with. Jesus Christ. Come on, Allison. Um there there's at one point where she where Bette Midler's character is like, damn, damn, double damn. And I'm like, oh damn. <laughs> double damn. She, she's uh she's going at it. She's man. angry. Um trying to think if there was any there was i mean obviously there's child sacrifice it's totally normal oh speaking of in like the very beginning emily's actress is totally moving around in the background when she's supposed to be dead is she really yeah, I didn't even her watch legs that. are like moving she's like flopping around a little oh, bit come i'm on. like girlfriend you've been dead for the last 30 seconds yeah come on man you, you gotta chill otherwise we're gonna have to replace you with a dummy I mean, they should have. She's just wearing like a white sheet anyway. Yeah, not hard to replace you at all. But the union says. The union says child actors yeah. must have at least 80 hours of work every week. <laughs> Otherwise, their parents can't take advantage of them as well. Uh, it was a good movie, though. Uh, it's one that I, I probably won't watch every year like a lot of people tend to do as far as. I like it. Uh, I got to mix it up a little bit, I think. But it is a fun one if you're looking for a, a good Halloween movie that's fun. Um, I recommend it, I guess, more than um, Halloween Town. Because if you're going to watch one Halloween Town, you got to watch them all. <laughs> is that you gotta, how you, you feel gotta about it? you got to watch the whole series. you got to spend six hours <laughs> in Halloween Town. Or else it's not worth it. Hocus Pocus doesn't do that to you. Gets you in, gets you out. You're good on your way. I, like the there first... is a Hocus Pocus 2, but I will never watch it because I think it's completely different. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. I don't I don't think it's the same cast or anything. Not even slightly related? I don't. The internet suggested Hocus Pocus 2 to me, and I was like, Hocus not today. Pocus 2. Hocus Pocus 2 on Disney Plus cast trailer release date and more. Oh, wait. Oh, it's there's going to be a new one. Oh. Old cast is coming back? Holy, we were very unprepared for this. This we did is not have breaking this very news. Very important Hocus Pocus related news. Hocus Pocus 2, y'all. It's happening. Sarah, Je Sarah Jessica Parker, Kathy Najami. Is oh, that how you say your name? That's a vacuum lady. <laughs> Bath Bath yeah, vacuum, vacuum lady. lady. Bette Midler. They're all signed on. They're the only ones signed on. Dude. This is happening for real. Okay, I will watch it because it has the original cast. What about who's Jen D'Angelo? She's the writer. 
What has she written? She's our age. She's my age, I should say. My age. Wow. So, so she, she grew up watching the, it. Oh, that's kind of cute, actually. She's written for, oh, she wrote Game Over Man and Workaholics. Oh, it's definitely going to have some Workaholics guys in it. She's done <laughs> College Humor, Cougar Town. Ooh, this is going to be good, y'all. I'm excited for this. I take back everything I said prior to learning that this was going to be a new movie. I thought it was going to be like uh, Mean Girls 2. Uh, was that a thing? That was a thing, but it was an entirely different cast and like very lame. Hocus Pocus 2, Rise of the Elder Witch. Five reasons the sequel is a great idea and five it should be left alone. All right, screen rant. Screw you, man. <laughs> Commit to one side or the other. Just be a thing. Don't try to play all the fields. You sound like a politician. Oh. Everybody knows nobody needs that in 2020. <laughs> yeah, I think we've got enough of that. <laughs> all um, right. Do we feel a Halloween doubt on this, the second week of October? I, I'm i feeling pretty good. I'm definitely going to watch the rest. I, I mean, I... I signed up for Shutter, the free trial on Shutter on Amazon Prime, so we could watch Halloween. Oh! So I'm probably gonna use that to watch all of the Halloween. All movies of the Halloween before movies. I before I uh, give up on that. Uh, I gotta watch them all in one week. Damn. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed going down the adventurous road of watching all these movies, and like, if you guys like these movies, you should watch them. I'm not. I don't. I'm not saying anyone shouldn't watch them. Well, I mean, it's also fun to watch movies, even if you don't think you're gonna like them. If you haven't you watched, make fun of them. If you haven't watched Hocus Pocus in a long time, watch it again, man. It's it's worth it. If you haven't watched Halloween Town in a long time, or if you've never watched it, dude, watch it. Just watch it, and tell me if you figure out what the fuck Calabar's <laughs> trying to do, dude. <laughs> yep, twenty twenty plus years, and I never thought to be curious about that. <laughs> that would be my character. They're like, yeah, Calabar, he's, he's evil. At one point, he literally screams, look at what the side of good does. Nothing. Look at what evil does. Yo, you literally just called yourself evil. Everyone knows that the bad guy thinks he's good. Everyone knows that. He's subverting expectations. Yeah, I guess. Is Calabar the greatest villain of them all? Oh, that... That's going to require a deep dive for Screen Rant. Yeah, watch watch Halloween Town, the entire series, and let me know what you think. <laughs> All right, Hannah, where can people find us? Well, you can find us at lewisandlovecraft.com and on the socials, facebook.com slash lewisandlovecraft, Instagram at lewisandlovecraft. And, of course, you can always connect with us on email at lewisandlovecraft at gmail.com. That's where you can uh, email Tyler personally to let him know what you think about Calabar's motivations. Yeah, and I'm currently stalling because I'm trying to find our outro piece of paper so that I can join Hannah on it's this fine. role. I can keep going. No, nope, can... I got it. I got it. Uh, thank. Wait, uh, did you have more social media you wanted to talk about? No, okay. I was just going to say how else they could use our email address. Oh, yeah. you. Uh, if you're listening to this, you have... Like four it'll be, days. It'll be the 11th, 12th. You have, you have three days. And you know what? It's fine if you send it in like a day late. <laughs> you have three days 
to write a flash fiction story and send it to me at our Gmail, lewisandlovecraft at gmail.com. 500 to 700 words. And I know some of you guys are writers and you're like, I can't do that. Yes, you can. And some of you aren't writers and you're like, I'm not going to do that. Yes, you will. Just do it, dude. It's 500 to 700 words. You can have fun with it. You can be as scary as you want. You can be as silly as you want. It took me a total of two hours to sit down and write and then cut it in half because I wrote too much. And then you write too much. What? <laughs> and then I, and then I had to like edit it and make, you know, make sentences actually work as English does. Um, so two hours, two hours of work over the next three days. I challenge you to do that. It, it's so much fun. It's a good tool. It's a good way to start analyzing your writing. If you are a writer and you want to analyze what you need to write, it's such a good experiment. It's a good challenge to take on. So please do it. Lewis and Lovecraft at gmail.com. Submit your stories, 500, 700 words by October 15th, and we will read it on our show for our next episode. Super scary, awesome Halloween episode. And as usual, thanks to Jake Vasson for our awesome intro music. You can find him at soundcloud.com slash Jake Basson. That's spelled B as in boy, A-S-S-E-N. Make sure you subscribe to our show on whatever podcast thing you're listening to us on, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, or something random like Podcast Addict. Just subscribe so you can catch all of our newest stuff. And if you are on iTunes, make sure to rate and review us. Uh, that definitely helps other people feel more inclined to hit that play button. Yeah, we we need some more. We need some fresh reviews, y'all. I've been checking it uh, recently, and uh, we haven't gotten anything recent. So, uh, it, look, if you're not going to write a flash fiction, fine. <laughs> Go write a review. Please, God, just write something this month, whether it's a flash fiction or a review. Hey, fuck it. Write your flash fiction and submit it for the review on our <laughs> iTunes. That would be cool. That'd be very confusing. It would be so random. People would be like, why the hell are they talking about some dude dying on the review for this <laughs> podcast? But I don't care. We just need some new reviews. It makes you curious. Um, and what's the best way, Hannah? What's the best way to spread the word on this show? The best way to spread the word about our show is to tell a friend. Just tell someone that you like us. We don't pay for advertising. Uh, we don't do... I mean, we've tried to do some stuff on Instagram to get into people's faces. Um, but at the end of the day, you guys, the best form of advertising is you. Nobody wants to hear uh, from you know the guy that's producing the show how good the show is. They're going to listen to you who listens to the show and enjoys it. Tell a friend. Tell two friends in the next week. And you will have no idea how much it helps our show. Y'all have a long list of homework, so uh, get on it. Write some stuff, tell a friend, and remember, the evil has left this place!